0: Smell
1: something. Put that cook it down. Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh.
0: I'm Chanstar. Star.
1: We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're festivaling for real this time. Oh, oh. yeah, that's better. there we go. Gosh. I figured yeah. that out. We accidentally doubled up on the day. Uh, we're talking about film festivals as that general. And in order to do that, because I'm horribly incompetent at them, we've got a we very are. special guest. Oh, oh, my uh, God. My, I just <laughs> blanked on the name. I'm really terrible. Sorry. Dr. Tess Van Hammett. Dr. Tess Van Hammett. Did uh, I pronounce that right? I've never did. pronounced your Very last good. name before. Excellent. Uh, Dr. Tess Van Hammett <laughs> is <laughs> literally a – you have a PhD in film festivals. Is that correct? I do. Correct? That's right. Which is – amazing.
2: Are you,
1: how is that like a common
2: PhD? I oh, guess uh, we can talk about that. Well, yeah. Actually, there's quite a few people around the world oh, who really? study film festivals. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. But as always, we start by asking, what have you been watching? And Chanster, what have you been watching?
0: Did you want to start with me because you know what I've been watching? Yes. <laughs> I watch Geostorm. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it, no. although I know I should be. Uh, so has anyone here watched Geostorm? No. Nope. no. And I do
1: not plan on ever don't watching it.
0: Yeah. You know what? You, 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 you don't have to because it's 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 like it's like a stupider version of uh the day after, the tomorrow. Day after tomorrow but a lot stupider there's so, so do you guys know what and the a day geo- after tomorrow is already a
1: really stupid movie it is
0: this is kind of like a prequel because i think what happened prequel. in the day after tomorrow would be a geo storm so do you guys know what a geo storm is a storm around the world like a uh, simultaneous storm. It's an ice age, though. Yeah, it's like true. Ice age, so. uh, but <laughs> why? What creates a geostorm? Because when I watched the trailers, I swore that the- Plot the, devices created
1: storm.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, so they've got this machine that control the weather <laughs> so they can make good weather. And then someone's hijacked the thing. Isn't it and, that
1: they're fixing global warming? Like, that's Yeah, the so they fixed, they're
0: it. fixing global warming. Um, And I thought that someone hijacked the machine so the machine would create a geostorm. But apparently, no, a geostorm is a natural occurring event on Earth if a bunch of very specific storms happen, or, or like, uh, what do they call them, uh, extreme weather events happen over the world. So, like, it's them trying to figure out what's going to trigger the geostorm. So, like two, to, like, two places have extreme weather, and they're like, ooh, that seems dodgy. It must be those. And they're, like, looking up and like, oh. There's like 75 different ways a geostorm can happen if those two things happen. And then when the third one happens, there's like, there's only one other way a geostorm can happen. So if a weather event happens here and then in like a week here and then a week over there and then a week here and then like in a day, the same day, like in an hour here, then a geostorm will happen. Apparently, that's how geostorms work. Doesn't, that's weather guys. It makes make, sense. Also, the person who's a bad guy, which is obviously Ed. Ed, Ed uh, what's his name? Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to have a turncoat, don't cast Ed Harris because you know what I see when I see Ed Harris? I'm like, oh, that's a bad guy.
1: I mean, he's literally Definitely. like the black hat wearing villain in Westworld. <laughs> yeah,
0: <though. laughs> exactly. So, Ed Harris, who's like, oh, I'm a nice guy who's not a bad guy, turns out to be the bad guy. He is, uh, oh, I want to say he's one of the higher ups in the American government. And his Geostorm is going to kill. Secretary of Defense. Uh, yeah. Always the I'm going to say the Secretary of Defense. Defense. He's going to kill the president and the line of succession so he becomes the president. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, guys. You have to, see, it has to be seen to be believed. But oh. honestly, yeah, now don't watch it. It's. Oh, God. I loved it. My wife hates me now. So, you know, I sleep <laughs> on the couch because of this movie. Well uh, worth it. Good, <laughs> Josh. What have you been watching?
3: Well, I make better choices than you do. So I yeah, saw clearly. Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, also, awesome. oh, I me saw too. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So everyone
0: watches a good movie today. Yeah, you, you, you just people just sicken me. Go, go to your hole. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, will, I will. Yeah.
3: No, what an amazing movie, right? <laughs>
2: it's really yeah. good. Did you oh. like it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It was it was very I think entertaining.
3: My girlfriend's my girlfriend's friend and I were like ugly crying through the movie as well. We're just like <laughs> really, like,
1: yeah. It was it was good. It was I don't emotional. know if I ugly cry Although I did tear up at one part. I
3: think. I think the wedding, like, overwhelmed me almost. I was like, like, really? like, I'm watching the like, wedding that happens. And I'm yeah. like,
1: shit, that's a really good wedding. Like, it's just a beautiful... Like, it's very She's opulent. walking in water with Yeah, well, but <laughs> like, so. they released I'm watching it. I'm like, it, I feel like I should hate this more because it's so extra. But it's kind of the, beautiful. The, the, <laughs> extra, the extraness of
3: it works in its favour. Like, It's very I just elegantly love, extra. Yeah, yeah, it's elegantly extra. So, <laughs> I think... I encourage anyone to see this movie if, especially if you like rom-coms because it's like really yeah, well executed it, well. like
1: it's great for like the diversity and all that kind of stuff but also it's just a great rom-com it like is it, just functionally in the great style great editing great and story. it doesn't it doesn't feel like uh, like it doesn't unnaturally ham fist like the argument between the couple or anything like that which usually bogs down mm-hmm. something like Trainwreck for example yeah. Yeah. yeah but um and Constance Wu I mean the Const, whole cast Constance Wu movie. Aquafina like Aquafina, her friends yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> great movie and movie. Henry Golding. oh
3: Oh <laughs> Sorry uh, Where were we uh, Yeah <laughs> I don't understand What, you're talking about. what else were you we watching um, And what else were you we watching I watched The Breakfast Club Because it's on Netflix right now Oh, oh nice yeah. So You'd seen it before right Yeah Yeah okay. I was, another one either. I was gonna say I was <laughs> gonna say <laughs> You're gonna attack me <laughs> It's all good So yeah John, John Huge We all know it It's a bit uh, there's some troubling aspects of it. I don't... Some know. of the Molly Ringwald stuff has not... Yeah. Yeah. Molly Ringwald no. don't, yeah. still doesn't... Yeah, no, but I still like the dynamics and that scene when they're all sitting down and they are all talking about why they're there, that still hits you pretty hard. Mm. So... I really enjoyed the movie. Everyone's seen The Breakfast Club. What have you been watching, Shane? Oh, no, we'll go, we'll go okay. Tess. Okay. Okay. What have you <laughs> watched this, we'll this week, with Shane. Uh, Well,
2: uh, Josh kind of stole my thunder because I watched <sighs> Crazy Rich Asians last night. And, yeah, so it was okay. great. Um, Did you ugly cry like me? No. <laughs> oh. I, maybe I'm more of a cynic than you guys. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. It was good. Um, the water down the aisle in the wedding, I was like, okay, this is right. Um, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, mm. So I've seen that. And another film I saw recently at the cinema was Terra Nullius which is Oh, I know of this one. Yeah. yeah. If you it's going to be playing at Biff. They've just announced the program. Yes. It awesome. is it's really interesting. So it's essentially um the filmmakers are called Soda Jerk. It's two women um and they have cut together scenes from different Australian films and some international um and it's kind of like this pop culture political mashup of stuff. Um but it's very sort of odd. Is it more experimental? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um but you know, oh, I don't I don't want to give it away, but there's... um, <laughs> There's
1: Pauline Hansen things in it. I know there that is. much because they Hanson. put that yep. front and centre all over oh, the place. Um, and
2: also, like, uh, so Crocodile Dundee makes an appearance, Priscilla babe is in there um but oh, they wow. like cut it all together in a way that's like supposed to be really provocative um, oh, cool. yeah i I,
1: oh, wow. I i have seen that i saw it did you see it at queensland film festival yeah, yeah 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 so i i wanted to go to the they were screening let the corpses tan and i just missed it because it was like a sunday night and i had strep throat was that the one you invited me to yes probably. it was like me and tim probably yes. yeah because that's
0: who <laughs> you would watch that movie with yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Oh, that's cool well uh i've what well, crazy Rotations, which i loved mm-hmm. uh oh, shame
0: what have you been watching
1: <laughs> you're terrible at this chance you did one week where you did it right um yeah. i watched for the first it's time okay. <laughs> which is this is a bit shocking for me i watched my fair lady from 1964 really? which i'd never seen before now that movie's long like unnecessarily there's a whole number about how the guy like like the dad kind of doesn't want to get married but he'll do it anyway like and it's a whole number Around that it, The movie's like 167 minutes long It's like Jesus. 2 hours and 40 minutes yeah. And I feel like it could be very short Much shorter And still be good There's some Like I love uh, Do a fan cut Do it I Do love a My Fair be, Lady wouldn't, fan wouldn't, cut Wouldn't It Be Lovely it. Is a really great number Like the front half has better numbers But also She transforms into a lady Awfully quick She's just sitting <laughs> doing vowels And then she gets one right And all of a sudden She's speaking posh But when she's, <laughs> when she's not posh It's the most great She's going Ow like, the whole movie, it was really great. I wanted, to, like, it's good and I understand it contextually, but I don't know that I l- I'll go back and rewatch that one very regularly. <laughs> but I'll steal a couple of things from some of the numbers. George Kukor, the, the opening bit where they, like, dolly back and everyone freeze frames as the, the square fills with people is really quite gorgeous. But um, I can take a look. And the, oh, and the main guy speaks sings every single one of his numbers. Which was odd to me because I'm like, you can clearly sing. It's Rex Harrison. He's on a broadway. He's a Broadway actor. <laughs> no, he can't oh. sing. Okay, well there you go. He's
0: literally wearing a shirt that says "Musicals taught me everything." I <laughs> think we can trust Zane's opinion.
1: Okay, well um, I watched uh, the Miseducation of Cameron Post, yes. which yeah. is good. It's I was watching it. I was like, the story's really good. The performance is really good. And I was worried it's very Sundance indie, where just it's all like handheld and they're pointing the camera at the plot, and that's like quote unquote greedy or something like that. But as I'm watching it, I'm realizing there's a lot of really elegant formal choices, but they are really subtle. So it plays – it's not – I feel like it, it's probably going to be a better movie than that Boyer race that's coming out also about gay conversion therapy, but Cameron Post doesn't have the big Oscar scene where everyone yells, yeah. you know, and so I feel like it's going to get a lot less attention. It's quite a movie. For that, yeah, it's a very Mm. quiet, very elegant movie, but um, I thought it was really good in Chloe Moretz. That's probably her best work to date. It's really, really good. Um, I watched The Philadelphia Story because of my uh, screwball comedy thing. Philadelphia Story of 1940 with Catherine Hepburn, James Stewart, and Cary Grant, and this movie is amazing. Mm. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. No. It's like one of those classic ones everyone kind of talks about, and this was like Catherine Hepburn was like labeled as like, box office poison and no one wanted to hire her. And so she got the rights to this play and did it herself. And like, it was a huge hit. It reignited her career. And the movie is brilliant. I, I think if I were to look at it objectively, I think it's a better movie than his girl Friday, but um, his girl Friday is more my favorite one, but they're, yeah. they're on par with each other as just being like excellent examples of a screwball comedy. Uh, really good. Catherine Hepburn is a, it's Catherine Hepburn, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's sure. amazing. It's a, and it's very, very, it's George Kakor again, same director as um, My Fair Lady, but this is like 24 years before. And he, he does a lot of these really elegant uh, stealth long takes that you don't realise the long takes because you're just involved in the story and like, oh, shit, they haven't cut like at all. And this is like four, four and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Really gorgeous movie, really, really gorgeous movie. And then I finished up my screwball thing by watching a movie called What's Up, Doc? With Barbara oh, yeah, Streisand yeah, yeah, yeah. and Josh point. has yeah. seen my tweet storm about mm-hmm. this. This is one of my new favorite movies of all time. It is so fucking good. <laughs> you have no idea. And I'm watching it. And this is what I was going to tell you the other day. Like if you and me fused into one person and then we made a movie.
0: Just so people know they're talking about me and Shane. Yeah. yeah you oh, point oh, yeah, No yeah. one has no idea. <laughs> Chancellor and I
1: fused into one person and then made our dream movie. This is it. Ooh, this okay. is like my comedy and your comedy fused so perfectly it's like mad cat madness with great gags it's basically he turns the the anarchy of a looney tunes cartoon into live action and he did this in 1972 i'm watching i'm like i'm watching the whole movie and i'm like how the fuck did they pull this movie off because it has like the blues brothers car chase before the blues brothers ever happened oh okay like Mm. it is one of the best car chases ever put To film. It's so good. And Barbara Streisand is brilliant in it. And Ryan O'Neill is brilliant in it. It's just like a madcap, bunch of different characters, all crisscross and clash into each other at like a hotel. And it just goes insane. It's so, so good. I have to give you a copy of it. Please do. It's literally like one of my new all time favorites.
0: So anyway. I, I always feel like every week, Josh and I do not watch enough movies.
1: No, well, I just don't have a social life or a significant other, so. Ah, that'll do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so, film festival. So, uh, we w- tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Ah, uh, sure. Well, uh, so I teach film. <coughs> um, I taught at James Academy with uh, Josh and John stuff for mm. what five years. Uh, now I'm teaching at QUT in their media and entertainment uh, program. Ooh. So, but yeah. Jane, teaching us was better, yeah. right? You're a university first. for the real world now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a thing. Uh, yes, of course, you guys are amazing. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, so I've been teaching, and I but I started with film festivals, like I guess when I was a film student, um, volunteering at the Brisbane International Film Festival, and then that's I awesome. went through and did my PhD uh, in film festivals, researching how they supported emerging filmmakers and particularly women. Um, And and you found that they didn't? Yeah, pretty much. That's (laughs) exactly right. (laughs) Has much changed. Uh, Well, yeah, now we have Me Too and Time's Up and all of those kinds of movements. So, yeah, it's a lot different now Mm. uh, from when I was studying. But, um, yeah, so I research it. um, And so as part of that, I went to a lot of different film festivals and talked to directors and programmers and stuff. Mm. Um, and also I have been a judge for Biff, um, a couple of years ago and for the Adam awards and for James E's Martini awards and that yeah. sort of thing. And Adam so, is yeah. the
1: Australian teachers of media.
2: Yes, that's yes, right. That's, yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And you, and you have a doctorate, your PhD. Is it, what is, what, is it? Does it have an official title?
2: It's a doctor of philosophy is doctor the title. Of philosophy. Philosophy. Oh, yeah. and, and
0: Mainering
1: Film Festival.
3: That's yeah. not
0: MD. No, So I no, shouldn't be, be asking you about that weird spot on my... No, no okay. you know,
2: there's always that awkward moment when you're on a plane because they know that you're a doctor. <laughs> <there> a doctor? <laughs> and you have to be like, no, sorry, I'm not that kind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the person's having, he's
2: having a heart attack.
1: Like, I can tell you I how to get tr- to a film festival. <laughs> exactly. But that's about where <laughs> I, I can try. Can. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what's the mm. importance of film festivals in, in the landscape of filmmaking? Well, I guess that's the first
2: question. Yeah, that's a big question. I guess... Um, a good way of thinking about it would be what would the film world look like if we didn't have festivals? Um, so obviously we have massive film festivals like Cannes and Berlin and Toronto and that kind of thing. Um, and they are sort of, they're not just about showing a film to an audience. They're about sort of the business side of festivals as well. So they help, yes, yeah, circulate markets. Yeah. Film markets. Yeah, film like markets that, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, they are very important, I guess, for, um, As part of that business world, circulating films around the world, and not just films, but also the professionals who work at those festivals, Um, but and obviously therefore for for celebrating great cinema and um, putting that sort of film in uh, in front of an audience, I guess, and particularly the types of films that you uh, wouldn't go and see at event cinemas on a Friday night, you know, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, they're they're very good for the visibility of stuff, especially independent film. I reckon like would the independent film world even exist if film festivals, (laughs) if we didn't have film (laughs) festivals, just.
2: Probably not. Um, I mean, you know, now we have all of these new players like Netflix, um, in the mix as well. And so they are also good for supporting independent film, but, um, yeah, for a long time, it has been the festival circuit. That's been super important for that.
1: No. So, I guess the first question that, uh, because we have like, I'm assuming, I'm assuming we have a lot of filmmakers that listen to it. We have 300 <laughs> and something people that listen to it, and we know about like a dozen of them are at least filmmakers. So, so the that, first that's, one, that's not
0: a high percentage. That's like 2%. No. dozen prob- out of a 300.
1: Probably not, but I'm assuming it's like same, same people. are so interested. So, yeah. so, so, I finished my film. Yeah. Now what? I guess is the first thing that everyone kind of asks, aka why do you, because uh, part of your thing is about like a. F- Film festival strategy is yep. sort of the, the, the key words there. So why, why does someone need a film festival strategy, so to speak?
2: Well, I guess because there are just so many festivals to choose from, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> um, Yes. Yeah. So go
0: to I, film freeway and just get like stuck on, oh no, which one do I get?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, nobody actually really knows how many festivals there are in the world. Um, I'm doing a research project at the moment, and we've just mapped how many there are in Queensland, and we've found about 90 film festivals just in Queensland. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. So that gives you some idea of why you need to be a bit strategic. Um,
1: <laughs> selective, yeah. Or rich, strategic or rich, well, either way. Yeah, you know.
2: I know, but even if you've got a heap of money for festival submissions, you still need to sit down and have the time to like submit to everything. Hey? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it's not just an auto button, send to all. That would be good.
2: Like when you get those work emails where they hit reply all and you're like, oh God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you need a strategy. Um, I guess what I always say when I'm talking to people about how to do this is to think about Um, what do you want out of your festival experience and what do you want for your film? Um, Because you can obviously um, it's about getting your film in front of an audience, but there are many other advantages um, for a festival as well. So, Especially if
1: like you're an independent film who hasn't sold or you're not like studio commissioned or anything like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, if you're able to get into one of the more sort of um, uh, business-minded festivals, it can be about finding a sales agent or a distributor um, about pitching your new film, so I know a lot of filmmakers will go to a festival and then they'll have business meetings while they're there and get funding to start on their next film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, networking as well. Networking I know, is always a big network, one. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: a, that's like a keyword that you put on the whiteboard every time. Yeah. Networking. <laughs> yeah, so and like, building your
3: own brand. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, most people like kind of recoil at the idea of networking, but really it just means like going and meeting other filmmakers and uh hopefully you meet it people. It's really
3: about having drinks with other people. <laughs> well,
2: there's yes. people
1: yeah. there's people who recoil yeah. and then there's the people who are far too enthusiastic about networking and both are bad. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there's a person who like comes who rocks up with their pitch and their script and it's like no no no. And their folders that's someday. for a different day. You just <laughs> Here's meet. my leaflets. Yeah. yeah yeah or the people who show up I don't know if you saw the big thing about there was like a Q&A with um Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy about because they were talking about Westworld and like a guy came up and like tried to pitch his movie in the Q&A to oh, Jonathan no. Nolan and you're just like it's you just like clench up everywhere when you see this video because it's so yeah.
2: bad I actually had um a couple of months ago went to a panel um uh, by actor, the oh gosh, it's a very long act, The acronym. AACTA? Um, yes, oh, wait. that's the one. There's a
0: double A somewhere. It's either yeah, at the end of the it's, song. A double ACTA. That's yeah. the mm-hmm.
2: one. Yeah, yeah. And so they had like this whole panel, including people like Noni Hazelhurst from Oof. like play school, play school. I was yeah. Like yeah. the three-year-old yeah. me was having like a fan girl <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> um, but yeah they were doing this discussion about like the future of the free, uh, Queensland film industry and at the very end someone put up their hand and was like I've been sending in my script I really want to oh it was awful there was like oh. 200 people there and everyone was just like no stop <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, but okay so strategy I guess yes you need to figure <coughs> out what you want from your festival experience but i would suggest too that now given that there are so many options out there that you think about your strategy like festivals are one kind of prong of that and then online distribution and that sort of thing are part of it as well yeah. um
1: cuz it's like a whole world cuz i think a lot of people think the challenge is making the film but you make the film yeah. and then it's an easy part and i yeah. yeah. i was i was literally in that spot because i i I'd, I'd work to make like i was making like another feature and then it it fell apart like a week before production and I'd lost like thousands of dollars and half a decade's worth of work. It was very Mm. messy. And so I was like, like determined to make a film and I eventually, and I made the feature and I got it finished. And then it was like, I was just not prepared for that not being the biggest hump (laughs) to (laughs) cross.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That was like two weeks of shooting. Nah, it's piss easy, man. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. 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 It was so, you know, the real work begins after you finish the film. Which is, knows.
2: it's hard to think about it like that though, isn't it? I mean, you're exhausted yeah. by the time the film is actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And
1: Especially on like the no budget side where you're doing like, you're wearing multiple hats, you're mm-hmm. cutting the film, you're doing your own visual
0: effects, all that kind of,
1: kind yeah. of business. Even
0: though you had a visual effects artist right here <laughs> all along.
1: <laughs> I did, I'm sorry.
0: It's alright, I was doing teeth. you thought I was busy, we've spoken about this, I'm not <laughs> <her>. <laughs> We've reconciled. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, what are the, like? I guess what are the biggest m- mistakes filmmakers kind of make when they're approaching the whole film festival thing?
2: Um, well, I guess there's lots of things to keep in mind. Uh, first one is don't take it personally, because everyone everyone gets rejected by film festivals. Um, yeah. What you have to remember is that film festivals are. They're there for filmmakers and they love supporting filmmakers, but they also have to operate as a business for their own survival. Yeah. Um, because it's ruthless, the festival circuit, and trying to, like, kind of keep themselves financially afloat. Um, mistakes that filmmakers will make, just from my own experience judging films. Um, oh, gosh, there's lots. Uh, name being, names. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just, Unless like, it's in me, general. Then don't name them. Um, Short films that are not short would be a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, totally. so like when you're in film school and your your teachers say to you, it needs to be 8 to 12 minutes, like there's a really strong shorter, reason. Really. Yeah. I have to ask
1: though because I I thought that and because I'm always a fan of, like I have never made a f- short film that ran over 10 minutes and I because I would just, I, 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 it either has to be like dead short or it has to be like feature length, I'm kind of not in between. Mm-hmm. But all the films that end up like winning the Oscar for best short film because you'd hear about them and you'd never see them but I actually like a couple of years ago started trying to go out of my way to see them they're like 25 minutes long and you're like, how, what?
2: <laughs> yeah. Look, I, the way I think of it is, you know how you hear of people winning the lotto? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like. Yeah. Because yeah. there's actually a really practical reason for it, right? So like when programmers sit down yeah. to work out a festival, they have like a programming grid and they have a certain number of time slots and spaces for films. Yeah. And so if you look at a, a program with the short films, they often put sort of four or five of them together But they'll only have a certain amount of time for that. So if your film is, say, 15 to 20 minutes long, you're potentially taking up the spot for two films in a program. And and I guess
1: from a programming perspective as well, especially if it's like a local film festival or something, if you program four films that's, four people's worth of crews and cast and things mm-hmm. that are going to get tickets to come and see the film. Yeah. Ergo like keeping
2: yeah. with it.
0: If, if even right. that, yeah. if your cast and crew comes. If am I cast right, change, sure. sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: So yeah, the, yeah. Length would definitely be one. Um, Just like the quality of film as well. So yeah, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about this before, but if the sound is crap, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound, we had um, Scott. <laughs>
1: Scott. Scott was on. He was programming simply shorts film for uh, film festival, and he was like, the first note out of his mouth was sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sound, sound, sound. Yeah, it
2: makes a huge difference. And then also just like not being uh overly self indulgent in your film. Like you can really <laughs> tell when you're watching a film where, um like. And and this, I guess, corresponds to the length of the film when you're like, okay, guys, get to the point. Like we just, yes. you know. So
1: opening your film on a 22-minute long tracking shot is <laughs> perhaps a little <laughs> self-indulgent. Well, as, yes. <laughs> as I did.
2: <laughs> well. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of things. But also just like not being professional really um, mm. has an impact. So like if you're a programmer, like I can give you an example of when I was programming Ooh, yes. like on the yeah. panel for Biff. So. Um, in a festival they have what are called solicited films and unsolicited films and the solicited ones are the films that the programmers go out and kind of get, gather together from other festivals in the world and then the unsolicited are all of the submissions that come in from film students and so B- BIFF used to get um, around 700 films submitted in their unsolicited batch and then of that you would have I don't know, maybe half a dozen features and maybe a dozen short films that got selected out of that. And so it would go through this whole process with the judging panel. We would get um, films in like batches of 10 or so and then watch them. Um, And we would get like the blurb of the film and some of them would be like short and really well written and then others would be like pages long and you just don't even know. Oh, my God. (laughs) You'd be like, no, I don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, For a blurb. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: What what size font are you going to put on your DVD cover? Just
2: I look, I don't I don't one. know, but yeah. One. So things like that, you know, how you communicate with the festival, the way you like present all of the documentation around your film, that sort of stuff counts as well. Yeah. Oh. Shane,
0: how long was your blurb?
2: I was
1: really short. Sure. Mine it's literally
2: the synopsis that I, I tried to oh, keep it
1: consistent across the submission page, across my IMDb, across any information. I tried to keep the same. Synopsis there I wasn't gonna like Shift it Unless it was like I needed to make it sound A little less <laughs> violent Cause the film first Cause my film was like Kind of violent And like Like it would be It's kind of uh, Yeah I mean it's violent And there's cursing And all that kind of stuff And so I kind of didn't you know, I'm looking for festivals, and there's like the the hopeful film festival. We want inspiring <laughs> stories. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to submit to that one because that's just <laughs> going to be a that'd be a fun screening for them. Um, but I tried to keep that consistent. I never had a really long synopsis unless they asked for a really like without a box. I know requests like your 150 word synopsis, your 200 word, and your 400 word one.
0: 150 to uh, that's 50 words on, different. Uh,
1: yeah, what, like, how big they, can you be? I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why. And then they wanted your f- title in French for some. Without a box, did. Uh, Without a Box, yeah. yeah. I find Without a Box the clunkiest interface ever. Well, you know,
2: a lot of festivals don't like Without a Box either. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know, like, what uh, why that is? Oh, no, no. No. Um, it's, no. So because when Without a Box was, uh, you know, kind of cornered the market essentially, so you as a filmmaker would pay your submission fee to Without a Box with Outer Box would then skim off their part and then send the rest to the festival. But all of a sudden festivals were getting much less income from the, from the submissions. Um, so then they had to raise their prices, which is bad for filmmakers. And mm-hmm. so film freeway is much better Okay, in terms yeah, of that. That's yeah. what
0: I think is the standard these days. Yeah. Mostly. And it's,
1: it it's also like a much better system. I th- I think, at least from my perspective, from being a submitter, for like you can put the digital copy up and it's a very easy Mm. system and interface and all that kind of thing um, but as far as like I guess mistakes kind of go um, for example something like like if like a film within like Nicole Kidman is not in the film like no famous people yeah. what kind of because I guess that's probably gonna a lot of indie filmmakers mm. don't have access to that kind of thing what are there things that they can do to sort of because I get that like without, without celebrities it's a lot harder to sell tickets to a film so is there anything people can do if you're doing like film that doesn't have any name people in it does that
2: do you mean um like short film or a feature or either either or but I I feel
1: like feature more because short films don't
2: yep um well I think people are really like programmers particularly um they see so many films every year that you need to grab them early so there's kind of um Something that I noticed when I was um, doing all of this research and I went to the Toronto Film Festival and I was sitting in on these industry screenings, there's something called like the 20 minute rule. And so you'll be sitting in these screenings, right? And about 20 minutes into the the film, half the audience gets up and leaves and they go to watch the next film. And this is all of these programmers, right? So a really key thing to do is make sure that you grab your audience um, in the first 20 minutes of the film. So, you know, they have to be invested in the story and the character really early on um for your film to stand out, I guess, amongst all of the others.
0: So a 20 minute tracking shot. What do we <laughs> sit on? Make the character more investing? <laughs> um
2: are there also things to take
1: in consideration? Cause one of the I guess what my thinking, I was and I was doing a lot of guesswork when I was kind of doing this because I didn't I was trying to Google, but because my film was such a it's like a dark comedy, so it doesn't sit in like a clear genre. I feel like something like horror has a very clear and it has a very clear festival circuit as well because then Mm. An audience because mm. horror has a very dedicated audience, but something like um, like my movie has a lot of dialogue said really fast, and I was like, well, I feel like an international film festival where there's like the sense of like, so for example, Japanese film festival, a our sense of humor is vastly different, b fast dialogue and a lot of it, I feel like it's probably not going to have as much of a chance as opposed to say a, a British one where the Australian accent is is quirky to them or something like that. Is that kind of yeah. things people should be thinking about? Absolutely.
2: So I think the other thing is um, when you're thinking about which festivals to submit to, it's not just about your film but also you as a filmmaker because you're kind of as much of a brand as the film is. So, um, you know, thinking about um, – Yeah, cultural differences is really strategic. So which audiences internationally would your film appeal to or not appeal to is something important to think about. Um, Also things like are you, you know, if you're a student filmmaker, obviously you've got um, all of the student festivals um, available to you. Um, If you're an Australian filmmaker, I would definitely be targeting the Australian um, festival circuit um, as part of your strategy because they're looking to support local um, talent or they should be, um, <laughs> yeah, should <you laughs> being the be. operative. <laughs> word. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. and then also just things like, you know, um, what nationality are you, um, your gender. So obviously, you know, at the moment, um, there's a lot of opportunities for, um, Is female
1: film festival uh, centric. Yeah. Film. There's one in Tasmania that, uh, I can't remember cause I saw it and I was like, Oh, I can enter. And they're like, Oh no wait, I can't. Never mind.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it can be, um, sort of related to your identity as a filmmaker or the protagonist in your film as well. Yeah. Or yeah. Anyways,
0: L Plate specifically won a female centric uh, festival, and I was like, aha! Excellent. Thank God I write female characters. Ooh. <laughs> uh,
1: and I'm looking at the next one because I'm doing like a short, I'm doing it for Tropfest, but then on the chance it doesn't get into Tropfest, it's, it's quite queer centric. And so there's a very clear queer film festival circuit for that as well. So fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, what are some other things that you need to kind of think about in terms of, I guess, like genre and um, what's the other thing? There was like another point. Like genres, does that kind of come into it?
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, I think um, one of the things that I sort of advise people to do is to think about your strategy as like a bit of a triangle, right? So at the top of the triangle you would have the A-list festivals that you'd submit to and I would do less of them. Definitely, you know, if you feel like you've got um, a a really strong film, you know, submit it to Berlin or Cannes or or Sundance. Um, But just do a couple of those. And then the next tier down are kind of like the specialised film festivals. So you've got – Genre festivals, thematic festivals. There's some really weird ones out there. There's like, mm. there's one in the states which I think is called the Bicycle Film Festival, and as long as you have a bicycle in your film, <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> yeah, I found that one. Nice. I found there was one. There's like eco, like ones about saving the planet, and it's yeah. like, and as long as it's like about an eco message, it it can go in there. There mm-hmm. were yeah.
0: three specific film festivals that we randomly found for pizza deliverance, where I was like, I don't care about any other festival. We need to get into these three. Which was uh, there was a German one in Stuttgart, Germany. Uh, which was just—it oh, was a weird film festival—and I was like, half of our characters are German, go for it. The other two was one was a Italian food film festival, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. And then another one was a German food film festival, and I'm glad to say we got into all three. I don't oh. care about any other <laughs> accolades about the film. <laughs> I got into th- two food film festivals and one German, well, two German film well, that festivals. Was,
1: so when I was doing Red Curtnell, I, I kind of tr- I tried to devise a strategy um on my own, and I was like, like I sent it off to a couple of the big ones, some of the big American ones, uh. But I was kind of like that's like a hope and a dream and a wish, and if you get in, you get in; if not, if not. Um, and then I focused first on Australian film festivals because I was like trying to get in, like little little ones or, or big ones, but some of the big ones I couldn't. I'd miss the dates and stuff like that. The yeah. dates are such a huge, the scheduling of it's like, is there like a set season where like a very clear flow?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think really the season's starting at the moment. So the Toronto mm. film festival is on right now. or has just finished. Just something. finished. Just when, finished yeah. yeah.
1: But for like, if you're submitting it, are, are those not as an audience going to see film, but like for submitting it does the season.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of, so um, because the, uh, Festival circuit is linked to Hollywood awards season as well. So you have obviously the big ones um, like uh, Toronto, and then we have um, Berlin and Cannes, and so on. And Telluride
1: but, you ride isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: but they filter their content, then filters kind of down the the food chain, I guess, to the smaller festivals. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but look, on, on the other hand, um, really, it's more important to make sure that your film is is finished and you're really happy with it you should never rush to finish a film to submit it to a festival yeah, because yeah. you can always catch it next year. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and you just set your finished date as being later. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: Um, the other thing too is like when you're looking at like the submission deadlines for films, um, getting in the early submission category is really good. The general category is fine, but I would never waste your money on submitting in the late call for okay. submissions. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is that if you go back to that idea of the festival slate or program, that's going to be sort of 99% filled by the time oh. um, because the programmers start watching films as soon as they start coming in. And so. Because
1: they're going to have so many to get yeah, through. Yeah. Yep.
2: And they're really tired by the end. You, okay. There's a good chance that they will have seen films similar to yours already um, and that they'll be looking for something really specific by the yeah. time it's, you know, so really close. So getting the early deadlines. That's a good one. I tried yeah. to
1: make that for the most part. Um, and then I was trying to target comedy film festivals. Uh, of, of which a lot of them weren't like happy comedies. And I'm like, I knew, you know, we have like genital mutilation in this one. <laughs> so it's not quite, not quite uh, a typical comedy thing. My but,
0: character survives, I think. It's a happy story.
1: <laughs> um, and I was also trying to target festivals that looked like their whole shtick was about weird, like like quote unquote underground film festivals. I went to a few of them, didn't get in, but ones that looked like they weren't as uh reliant on we need the, Film with the big A-list name or something, like that has it, it has buzz. We're like, we're the edgy. We're on. We're we're doing little tiny films. So that was like my d- d- f- strategy, if you can call it that. I was like, t- and I sent, I sent, I did a fair few in England because I figured because it's Shakespeare centric. They're doing like a Shakespeare play. I was like, England's got to somewhere in England has got to want this. Apparently not.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can we finish off the thought with the pyramid? Yes. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so you got the A-listers and the niche
2: then the more specialized and then at the bottom you would have sort of your local um the smaller film festivals so that would be things like biff the brisbane backyard film festival gold coast film festival all of you know yeah um the the local ones and you could i would submit to as many of those as you have time for can afford to you know think that it will be useful and does Mm.
1: premiere date matter as much as it seems to when you're looking at like
0: they always say that it matters but then you watch a film you're like wait a minute, you weren't at that. You're not premiering here.
2: <laughs> um. So as in it, that it hasn't screened anywhere else? Yeah. 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 So for the big festivals that does matter because they still want to have exclusive rights. But like, for instance, if you screened your film at the Brisbane Backyard Film Festival and then got it into Sundance, Sundance wouldn't be worried. About I know that. Sundance, <laughs>
1: okay. uh, their rules were they don't care if it's played in your home country. If you're an international, I've only really looked at the international thing, if it's played mm. in the home mm. country but it cannot have played outside. Or they wrote, like, it was really weird. It was like, an, a, oh, no, that was the Khan said a quote-unquote international section, and I was like, well, if you like the Brisbane International Film Festival, does that then disqualify you from Khan? It's it's weird. I don't
2: think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to kind of look at the fine print for those bigger festivals, but they're really mm-hmm. the ones that you need to be concerned about. Um, and then
1: everything else is kind of. Pretty much. Frigium. Your mileage yeah. may
0: vary. Does that pyramid take in uh, the like the timing of it all? So like should you start on one tier first or you just bulk throw them out as they go?
2: Um, look, I would I would start with the big ones first, okay. um, but I would probably only do – I wouldn't do more than five of the big ones because, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I, mean, I would start I there <laughs> <laughs> and then branch out. Um, but the other thing I would do too in terms of like a timeline is is give yourself six to 12 months from when you finish that film and then if you haven't had success on the festival circuit, I would put it online. Um, you know, maybe have a special event screening so that you can invite um, people from lo- the local area, friends and family, and, and that kind of thing, and then move on to your next project.
1: So I did kind of do the right thing, <laughs> yeah. kind of do yeah. the yeah. right the thing. Yeah. I, so I ended up submitting. I think I've told this on the podcast before, but like I, I ended up overall, and I did do that. I submitted to a couple of the big ones, a little bit more than five, like, but no more than ten. I don't think anyway. Um. Oh, depends. Depends on like, do you classify something as like the the um, Melbourne International Festival as a big one?
2: Um, it's probably on the middle. It's, okay. No, yeah. So I is.
1: classified like the big Australian ones as big ones in my thing, but I only yeah. sent it like Sundance and like two in America, and then like the Cannes because I was like, why not? Yeah. Uh, and I got in really really early with those, so the fees were a lot cheaper. <laughs> um, but I I submitted to I, I ended up dropping like three thousand dollars worth of. Festival entries like so many, and Mm. I got into one, yeah. (laughs) Um, and this would be an interesting point to bring up as well. It's like, is there something because uh, you can have some dodgy film festivals, yeah? Not (laughs) new. I found I literally discovered like this, this ring of like Russian film festivals that like they set them up in like really crappy venues, they never show up to the event, but then they take like the money that they get in the submissions, is really weird. And I I, I found this ring of like people commenting saying. This, they were like run by Russians They never showed up And then I'm finding On another festival I'm like oh shit There's like There's like a ring of them Around the world They just set up Really dodgy tiny festivals Rita Ooh. said
0: she 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 ran into something like that Didn't yeah, she? Yeah 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 I
1: believe that's Because I was asking I was going to her For advice and stuff like that But I only ended up Getting into one And the one I got into Didn't I don't think they treated us Particularly well Because yeah. like their first email Out of the bat was Like they'd sent me an email And they were like uh, We love your film Uh, We're going to program it Um, And we're just going to program will let you know at times i'm like oh yay awesome and then cut to like it was like about a month before the festival and then they released their program and went on it and i'm like and so i just sort of shoot them in my say, like, can you just like are we in or not like i'm fine i just need to know for other festival sort of stuff and then they were like oh yeah uh yeah you're in it we can uh, put you on on a tuesday night at nine o'clock if you can promise us a hundred tickets sold Right. And I was like, um, I don't know. It's my job to sell tickets to your festival. Okay. So much, um, and then uh, I like, and I just sent them an email. I said, like, I can't. I'm going to try and invite people, of course, but I can't. I don't think I can promise you that. And say, okay. And they end up putting us on a Monday night after another film that had played at the festival. Uh, we won't name names or anything, but the, uh, and and then they didn't do any. Like they have like a Facebook feed where they say this film starring this person is about this. Come and see it at this time. And they didn't do that for our film. They did it for every other film. Uh, our f- every other film was offered like a student price in the ticket admissions. Ours wasn't. And then um, and it, it just got to the point, and it was just v- very. I felt we were treated very poorly in in the whole experience. So, uh, so what
2: who's it, wrong,
0: them or Shane? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's not not it's not great. That sounds. Like I haven't heard of someone having a festival experience like that before, so I would say that you were probably just really unlucky in that instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would just chalk it up to a learning experience, I yes. guess. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: um, and um, what are some things, that are there anything, you know, people can look out for to make sure they're not maybe submitting to a dodgy Film festival?
2: Yeah, I mean I would um, – so I think that platforms like Film Freeway and Without a Box are really good tools for filmmakers just to research film festivals. But then I would always go to the festival's website and probably their That's Facebook what page. i try and do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just make sure it looks legit. I'd also
1: like occasionally look at – like because you, you can get into film festivals when they're sort of starting out. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'd sort of aim for ones that have been running for at least two years, not ones that are like it's their first year <laughs> you know it's yeah. a, done on a, on a wish or something like that um online festivals is that cuz that was a thing i ran into but i wasn't i wasn't 100% comfortable with like submitting mine to one of those ones cuz essentially it, it screens online yep. doesn't it
2: and uh does, yeah i mean it seems i don't know as much about online film festivals it seems to be really quite like a brand new brand,
1: brand new yeah, anything, yeah. yeah yeah
2: i know some of the bigger ones are now having components of their program available online as well to try and oh, reach cool. a bigger audience um but, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why I would just do a bit more homework on those and yeah. make sure you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I guess, I mean, we've kind of answered a bit, but how, like, social media and new technologies affecting film festivals both for well, – we've discussed it from the submission standpoint, but for, like, film festivals themselves, like, Programming yeah. and judging and all that.
2: Well, um, it's there's been big shifts. So you've probably heard about the stoush between Netflix and the Khan film yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did a whole episode yeah. about it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean there's that and that is having a trickle-down effect. Um, it means that like, you know, Netflix can go in and buy films from festivals, essentially removing content, which means the smaller festivals have less um to choose from. Um, but I guess for filmmakers who are starting out, social media is super important um, because I know a lot of programmers will Google your film and look for it on Facebook and that kind of thing as part of the decision-making process. So doing things like updating the Facebook page for the film with festival laurels, any kind of news um, about the film is really important and making sure that's all really professional. Um but is, like, it, is it a matter of like are there
1: certain times where they'll be like, oh, that doesn't have as many likes on that? Is that a kind of a thing that factors in or?
2: Um, no, I think they're just um, like, yeah, obviously if you have a really dodgy looking Facebook page, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. probably not, yeah. not, a, not a great uh, choice. But um, actually something interesting is that it's playing much more into distribution now as well. So like um, distributors will look at things like um, your engagement on your Facebook page, how many people you got, to contribute to your crowdfunding because it's evidence of an inbuilt audience already. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um. So even just playing up some of those statistics when you submit films to things or when you're pitching. When you say
1: playing up, <laughs> you mean <laughs> like massaging? The, well, the no, no, statistics? no.
2: I mean, I mean foregrounding uh, <laughs> your yeah, success okay, in those areas, oh, yeah, yeah, is important. Um. But I don't know. I guess there's lots of experimentation that's happening too. So some of the big festivals are doing things now where they'll have like a, Instagram or Snapchat competition Mm -hmm. where you submit a film using one of those platforms.
1: I know there was the, the uh, VR thing that was like produced by Darren Aronofsky at, was it Toronto or was it. I think so, yeah. One of those ones, and it was like the oh no, it was at Venice, and it was the only VR, and you and you can only watch one person could watch it at a time. <laughs> it was really weird, but apparently it's amazing. Apparently, it's, it's really quite incredible because there was like a lot of money kind of funneled into that hmm. VR thing. There's a lot
0: of yeah. people between Venice and here. I don't know if we'll be seeing it anytime soon. No, <laughs> only one Venice. person can watch it at a time.
2: Well, we just had a VR film festival in Brisbane like oh, a really? week or so ago. Oh. Yeah, um, Lincoln do you Savage runs it. To that? Uh, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know about the mechanics of that festival, but. Um, some of my students from Kiyotia helped out at the event. And so oh, they had fantastic. all of these nice. VR headsets nice. set up and people could go in and, uh, yeah, watch these films. And- that'd be <laughs>
1: fascinating. Even mm-hmm. though I'm like, I'm like really kind of probably like a 60 year old man style, like very vehemently anti VR. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a fascinating experience and be a whole different way of thinking about programming a festival, let alone, you know, submitting or making content for it. Yeah. Um, so, was oh, there anything else we were wanting to talk about any other additional notes no
2: i think that's pretty much oh, everything cool. i've got yeah. that's really
1: well that's a really good place to end i think oh, i've cool. i've learned like a shitload <laughs> of stuff yeah. now, too. and i feel a little validated that i think i i was headed in the right direction i just maybe mm. i need nicole kidman in my film next time yeah <laughs> that's that was a gonna theme. like i managed to get on the phone with some distributors and like the first question that i got asked is oh any any name actors in your film and then a second question wasn't asked because the response to the first one was the end of
2: the conversation, <laughs> right. pretty much.
1: Aww. So um, by that, feel like I'm trying to work on the next one and get that one sort of off the ground. I'm going for like a horror because that's a genre that doesn't necessarily require famous
2: people in it. Yeah, mm. it
1: sells on the genre, and even if it doesn't sell, sell or anything like that, mm. there is a very clear festival route where. Yeah.
2: But, you know, one thing to remember too is that when you are pitching and trying to get funding for your next film, the fact that you've already done a feature film is a huge achievement and people will look at that and go, okay, he's already proven that he can do that and okay. that you can manage it. And so, you know, keep that in mind as well, okay. I guess. Okay. That's a, don't yeah. don't completely like go,
0: oh, I've never made anything before. What are you talking about? And burn Red Curtain Hell.
2: But that- <laughs> I always feel like when they go, oh, what did you make before?
1: i will be like, oh, I made Red Curtain Hell. And they're like, oh, uh, did it get anywhere? like.
0: No. <laughs> Are you Does kidding? That- it's on Vimeo On Demand. That's vimeo.com slash on demand slash red curtain hell. And you can use the code PITCHRANGER to get 20% off your purchase and rental. That was actually a smooth segue for once. It was a very, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. As a, you know what, predator? No. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll do it for yeah. our top five. I picked a topic that I thought would be easy and then it's kind of a little odd. Uh, our top five films set in and around a festival or a big event. Yes. Um, I, I feel like we're really stretching for these top <laughs> these five so- We're trying to relate it to the thing. Try. Who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Or. or, uh, Oh, I think think Tess should go first because
0: she's (laughs) mentioned that they're they're actually film events and Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Look, well, okay. I went a little bit rogue with this and started to think about films about the film industry as well that could contribute to kind of what we've been talking about. So anyway, yep. uh, the first one is one I saw recently called Their Finest, which is about oh, a woman yeah, yeah a screenwriter and it's got some scenes in it where you see her screening her films to an audience for the first time oh. and then reacting to the fact that there are female protagonists in it, which is kind of cool. Oh. Um
1: so it has got Bill Nye in it. Oh, yeah. okay. It's oh, basically okay. Like, so they're making like a, they're trying to make like a propaganda almost a propaganda film for the Dunkirk war thing, and they yes. they're trying to make like something to to boost morale. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a is very British movie. It's very mm-hmm. British. But it was, <laughs> I was surprised. I quite like that. Yeah, one. Yeah, it yeah, it was
2: good. Um, the next two are kind of also films about the film industry, but had scenes with audiences that I think are are fun. Um, so Singing in the Rain, obviously, oh, the end yeah. of the, the yeah. film where you see them reveal that Lena is not actually voicing mm-hmm. her own stuff. Um, Life Aquatic uh, If you yeah, ever want to yes, know yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen this one. Ever. Oh well if you what? ever want to know how not to handle a Q&A at a festival You need to watch <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, The I beginning that. of yeah, that film Yeah of course um, <laughs> mm. So and then I also had a television example So there is a classic Simpsons episode Called Any Given Sundance oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is yeah. that one yeah. Senor
0: Spielbergo um, Lisa
2: Lisa makes a film called Capturing the Simpsons And it goes mm. to Sundance um what it's yeah a relatively new episode right i think it's like season 19 maybe yeah. oh, okay. okay i haven't yeah. seen this one so okay check that out yeah yeah and then my number one was there is a four-part documentary series called what is it the film festival project and it goes to khan toronto tribeca and sundance and it follows filmmakers through their experience actually at the festival
0: that's cool. I've got to say, Tessa's top five is way better than ours. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she says she went rogue. She went more on target than any of us. <laughs> That's
1: true. Uh, do you want to go next, Chance?
0: I guess, because mine is terrible. Um, so I took events as, you know, any any any, any sort of event. So uh, my first one is about a birthday. It's taken. It's, about, uh, <laughs> it, it's also about festivals, because, you know, she was going to go... Uh, wh- wh- who's the and band screen she- in
1: front of a bunch of sex
0: predators That's <laughs> great uh, and then she gets taken so you know
1: uh oh no wait yeah she was going to sorry, oh, sorry uh, I mean the, like after the kidnap yeah there, okay. there
0: was a, there was a band she was gonna go follow and that was like the plot and he was all worried yeah but it was yeah. her birthday, so was also letter, her birthday and then she got well, taken so. uh my second one is about a race it is a rat race i love you rat know. race I, th- I think we've brought it up a lot recently for some yeah, reason. Yeah, we <laughs> have brought it up several times. But you know what? That's okay because it's a great movie. Uh, third one's also a birthday. It is 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, haven't seen. You yet. haven't seen Sixteen Candles I'm yet. I'm
1: worried it's going to be like Breakfast at Tiffany's where I'm just going to be so horribly offended at the Asian stereotype that it's going to be really difficult to enjoy the rest of the movie. Yeah, probably fair don't enough. watch
0: <laughs> Sixteen Candles then. Can uh, it be
1: as bad as Mickey Rooney in Yellow Face? No, though? it's not as bad as Mickey Rooney in Yellow yeah, Face, yeah. to yeah. be fair.
0: So you're okay. Okay. Uh, my s- number two is only something I've seen in the last you know month uh, and I'm really disappointed that I didn't see it earlier. It and In-N-Out. Because the event is, mm. A, a wedding, but it's also about the Oscars because he gets outed by the Oscars. It's also about a coming out,
1: which is an event of some kind. Exactly.
0: It's so many events in one. and it's, it's The event a- movie of the decade. <laughs> uh, it's, it's also about the uh, graduation. Yeah. Because they graduate and they have the greatest I true. Am Spartacus moment ever. So disappointed really? I didn't make it. Uh, and my final one, also directed by Frank Oz and probably, like, really goddamn predictable for me, Death at a Funeral. Yes. Frank Gold's version, It's, a, such, it's probably yeah. the
1: best funeral set movie ever. Oh, absolutely. Yes.
0: Uh, well, what do you call it? Th- Three Weddings and a Funeral. Four, which I still haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen I that? I know. That's one of those classic oh, ones it, that I haven't got. I, I think Death at a Funeral is better, but that's probably just because of my love for Death at a Funeral. Whatever. Mm.
3: Yeah. Josh. Cool. So my one's, again, just there's no other mentions, but five is The Invitation. Thanks think mentioned so. that before. The worst dinner party ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. It's, it's a really, like... Out there, horror movie. I reckon like sitting down, like, you don't read anything about it and just watch it and see how you feel. It's about mu- yeah, it. it's much if,
1: better experience, just kind of on
3: a yeah, whim. experience raw. Because <laughs> I the only, the only thing I heard about beforehand was this some review of being like, Oh, this is like a really weird movie. You, you recommend go see it? Ended it ended up He's-
1: on a lot of like because there was this website that like instead of getting critics' top tens, it got, like, filmmakers' top ten, indie filmmakers' top ten movies. That makes the sense. Year. And that they, like, highlighted sense. a lot of films that little yeah. films that they'd seen at festivals and, and stuff, I'm and the invitation sure. popped up all the time. Yeah. On, and I'm on not sure if it's still on Netflix, but if it it's is... Still it's still on Netflix. Still, yeah, okay, cool. yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure Netflix it bought it, like, so it's a quote-unquote Netflix movie, but it's not really a yeah. Netflix yeah. movie. Okay. Look, if
0: I had more time to watch something that isn't one of the four, <laughs> four franchises we've watching over the next four weeks, I would watch it. Yeah, of
3: course. Number four is Falling Down because it's his yet. daughter's birthday and he oh, needs yeah. to make it for his daughter's birthday and he's so angry and he's angry at the world. Joe Schumacher movie. Actually yeah, really I did not know it was Joe Schumacher right? when yeah. you said that. So, uh, I was
0: like, oh... I and mean, when I say when said that, I read your... Yeah, it's like... I read your list. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I showed you. Yeah, but like, it's like
3: same the same... Like, you know The Lost Boys is like George Remaker. Like, it feels the style, but it's Falling Down is like, what? It's yeah, Falling movie? Down
0: is really surprising, though, it's yeah. George Remaker.
3: Uh, number three, similar to yours, Death at a Funeral, because I love the yeah, movie, the Frank Oz version. I don't like Remake, I'm sorry. And I, the, yeah. the
0: remake is terrible. They, yeah. they they uh, what, do, what do you call it when you, you... Like, every joke is like, oh, look, we're doing a joke. Hey, do you get it? It's a joke. Whereas Frank Oz handles his comedy much better. I'm He's not going rant about death at a funeral. Yes. Yeah.
3: Like <laughs> uh, number two is Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because it's set around a festival. Groundhog Day itself. And number one is Ferris Bueller's Day Off because that's there's festivals, there's Chicago festivals, <laughs> there's baseball games. It's a big day for Cameron. It's a
1: <laughs> life changing day. Yeah. <laughs> needs to get out of there. <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, and what about your top five? So
1: t- I have an honorable mention list. I've got uh, a few. How that do you I- have an honorable mention because list? Because I feel like th- well a lot of <laughs> them are wedding <laughs> movies. Let's be honest. Um, but I've got there's a movie called called Coherence, which is a little sci-fi movie set at like a dinner party at someone's house. And That's it's that like really low budget one, right? Yeah. Super low budget. Shot on 5d or something Shot on 5d. Yeah. So it looks like us, but it's a really <laughs> dead clever story because it's like, basically like a comet passes over and then it causes this giant, like parallel dimension fracturing of reality. And they pull it off with like no money at all. And it's, it's absolutely genius. It's really, really clever. I own it on Blu-ray and it is very worth watching. Uh, Monster in law which I think is criminally underrated both as a rom-com, as a Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lopez performance, and as a Jane Fonda performance. I think it's a really good, funny movie. It's a funny movie, Australian director. Uh, The Philadelphia story that I mentioned this week is set around a wedding. Um, Vantage Point which is a political summit, and it's like where they take it from multiple perspectives. Oh, no, I should have said Geostorm. (laughs) Geostorm's (laughs) an event. Um, It's an extreme weather event. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oceans 13, the opening of the new – it's all set around the opening of a casino. And then, and I can't believe this isn't on your list, Grand Piano. Oh, God, damn it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which man, is set is around myself. a very specific piano no, recital performance, uh, which is a, it's a clever – have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's a, it's God, the so Star it's Hero. Damien
0: Chazelle's first feature film. He didn't direct it. He, he wrote, wrote it. it. Wrote it. Oh, okay. uh, and, but it, it's very much Damien Chazelle. As the stars in Damien Elijah Chazelle. Wood right. As, right. as a
1: guy who is being threatened to be murdered if he doesn't complete a piano piece. Because
0: <laughs> Damien Chazelle oh, okay. seems to be like, you know what's really stressful? Music. So <laughs> well, his second movie. film
2: would be an example too. Um, um, the one about the – it's also – Musician. Whiplash. All of his movies are about. He was
1: doing a lot of writing. He wrote uh, the last exorcism. Yep. Uh, mm. Part. I think he wrote part two. Oh. Um, okay. Mm. And the, but he did his first film was Guy Madeline on a park bench. Then yep. he did Whiplash. Then he did La La Land. Also, yeah. want
0: to point out it's a stressful music film. That first one. Which one, Guy, Guy Madeline. Madeline. Well, it's music. not really stressful. It's but it's music. It's music. Yes, it is.
1: Um, and so now, my number the jazz five. jazz
0: solo in the first man. <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> on the moon. Yeah, when he goes to the moon, moon he just plays. There's going to be a music.
1: I swear, there's going to be a music moment just in there somewhere. Well, there has to be. Uh, my number five is a movie called Pride. It's a little British movie about uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 gay and lesbian support the minors in like this miners' strike. So it's a set around the miners' strike slash a gay pride parade. And it's a really gorgeous, beautiful, heartfelt movie. Okay. And Bill Nye is in it and Imelda Staunton. Mm-hmm. Bill Nighy, I feel like he's just in every British movie ever. <laughs> uh, number four is My Best Friend's Wedding, a.k.a. the greatest romantic comedy of all time. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. I, 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 It's so good. It's so, so good. Uh, number three is Death at a Funeral, as we yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Number two is one I only saw for the first time this year is Muriel's Wedding. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's
0: one of the best Australian films ever made.
1: And then number one is Titanic.
0: Oh. The maiden voyage <laughs> of the Titanic. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You guys were talking about ugly crying in a movie. And I didn't get to see Crazy Rich Asians this week, so I didn't get to ugly cry. But for some reason, I always ugly cry in Titanic. Don't know why. It just, It just... I um, rewatched it recently I, I, I could cry to Don't <laughs> <laughs> do <Under> a chain <laughs> it also, I also watched it recently When I was
3: sick as well So I was just like <laughs> yeah. It's a good It's a it's great
1: good. movie It's yeah. a great movie yeah. mm-hmm. So That's all for this week Thank you so much For coming uh, on Tess Can oh.
0: I point out We really should have Ended with Tess Because all of you're, our yeah, your your were, were
1: better. But you were <laughs> also The one who suggested We start with yeah, Tess Yeah okay I'm not smart
0: <laughs> When will you learn this
1: Thank you so much For coming on This is absolutely Absolutely wonderful And very Insightful. I've learned a lot Excellent. and I hope our listeners have too. Um, you can find us on uh, social media on, pic- on Instagram and Twitter at Picture Rangers. And you can email us if you have any questions. We'll be able to, like, maybe pass a couple of questions on to Tess if if you have any follow-ups or anything. Oh, actually, can
2: I just throw in, if you are looking for information on festivals, there is a website called Film Festival Secrets and there's heaps of templates and stuff for filmmakers on there. Oh, it's super useful. What a
1: coincidence. That is the title of this episode. Oh, right. There you go. (laughs) I was like, it needs to be, like, Film
2: Festival Hacks or Film Festival Secrets
1: or something like that. Filmfestivalsecrets.com? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we add .com to our title? (laughs) (laughs) We'll put in the uh, show notes and stuff, and if you have any links, we'll we'll put them cool. all there. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. Find me on Twitter on that's, that's Katie or Caps and
3: letterbox
0: at Joshua Grigg. Always remember Twitter sucks and follow me at Instagram no. at The Chanster.
1: Uh, do you have any social media you want people to follow?
2: Uh, no, you guys can do No, that okay. That's exactly that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like your private
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you very much for coming on and thank you all for listening. We have been the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers and we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>